Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Monica, host of From Heartbreak to Healed. I'm a life coach for women. I'm a wife, a mama, a granny, and a Christian. I help women turn their heartbreak into joy. After walking my own infidelity journey, it has become my passion to help guide you on your journey. This podcast is for the woman who is ready to heal her heartbreak and find joy on the other side. Let's get started. Sometime in the middle of my divorce, joy became my word. I don't, actually, I do know how it happened. I think I've shared that story, but it it came from a conversation with my kids at the dinner table one night. And I kind of got obsessed with this word joy, and I'm still obsessed with it to some degree, but I just wanted to feel joy again. It was something that I became very intentional about. And over the years, I've gotten better at finding the joy. I've actually gotten really good at finding the joy. And I wanted to share with you today five ways that you can spark joy. Because I think when I say to people, like, you need to create joy moments on your healing, they just kind of look at me like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know how to do that. I don't feel joy. I feel zero joy. And so I want to give you five ways that I learned to spark joy when I was having difficult days. So let's dive in. Number one is to get outside, like get into nature, go for a hike, take a walk, enjoy the changing seasons. My favorite thing now to do is to sit on the porch. We have a screened in porch that we put a fireplace in. And I love to just in the middle of the day, if I need a break or I need a little piece of joy, I'll just go sit out on the porch. When I was walking through this journey and when I was having those difficult days, I felt called to get outside. So my kids and I did a lot of hiking We did some cabin camping where we rented a cabin and spent the night in the cabin and we had a campfire and we sat around the campfire and all of that being out in nature, it naturally helps release some endorphins, gives you some little hits of dopamine, which are going to help you to create the joy. But just being willing to see the beauty around you outside, you can't help but feel joy in the way that God created our earth. And, you know, watch the the leaves change color and fall off the ground. Watch the spring bulbs pop up and grow. Watch the flowers show up on your summer flowering plants. And so that has been one that was so, so, so instrumental in increasing my joy quotient. Number two is music. So when I was walking through this, I found some songs that really empowered me. One of them was a song by Megan Trainor. I might have even taken my girls to a Megan Trainor concert because I was so obsessed with this song. I don't, here's the thing. That song was like, I would live and die by that song when I was walking through this journey. I had every single word memorized. I could tell you, like I could sing it. I I would dance to it. I would play it when I needed to feel a little empowerment or joy. I can't even today remember what the song was called and probably don't remember the words because I don't need that song in my life anymore. Now I'm drawn to artists like Ella Fitzgerald and Frank Sinatra and Michael Buble. Now that I've healed my heartbreak, I'm working on healing my nervous system and I like very calming and soothing sounds to bring 
and evoke joy. So whatever the music is that feels good for you, if you need to go look up Megan Trainor songs and figure out what song it was, it was about, I'm pretty sure it was about cheating. Gosh, I wish I could remember. But it was what I needed in the moment. So let music create joy inside of you. Number three is family. Spending time with my kids, purposeful time with my kids, brought me so much joy. I think part of it for me was that I was now having to share my kids. I I didn't get them all the time. And so I was much more conscious and aware and purposeful of the time that I did get to spend with them. But family in in learning to love my family in whatever size it was and in whatever way it looked like. And it, you know, my family was one size and then it shrunk and then I got remarried and expanded. So like for me, I am looking forward to Thanksgiving because I'm, we're going to have five of our six children here. We're going to have both sets of parents here and I cannot wait to host and clean the house and cook all the food and do all of the things required to host those many people for a Thanksgiving dinner because family brings me joy. And sitting around the table with my family, as much as I don't enjoy cooking, I love the result of what my cooking gets me, and that's my family around the table. And that brings me massive amounts of joy. Number four, this is easy, flowers. Like buy yourself the $4 flowers at the grocery store when you're buying groceries, Or, you know, in the springtime, go out and cut some daffodils or cut some tulips and bring them in. Uh, In the summer, I like to cut some of my hydrangeas and bring those in. Whatever is available to you in the winter, even at Christmas time, I'll go out and cut fresh evergreen and I'll fill my pots with evergreens and I'll, I have decorated my dining room table with fresh evergreens. And as they, you know, get hard and crunchy, I just go cut more, chop down some more, bring them in, replace them. And that, when I have fresh things in my house, it just brings me joy. Another thing that I've gotten really, well, I'm working on, I was going to say I've gotten really good at, but that would, my my mom would be like, "Mm, I don't think so, is I've been increasing my green thumb and getting more houseplants and purposely learning how to love on houseplants and fill my house with plants. And that brings me joy. And the final one, the fifth one, is to put yourself first. This was the hardest one for me and the one I've had to practice the most. But what I'm doing right now is I'm practicing how to be intentionally selfish. And I know that sounds weird, like selfish, but at the same time, I've had these thoughts that I am selfish and therefore I am wrong. And I'm trying to break that because in some ways we're all selfish. And so I'm learning to embrace my selfishness. And I'm, so I'm asking myself questions like, how can I be a little bit selfish today? Well, I can buy myself the flowers at the grocery store. Or I can order some of those red aspen nails that I love. Or I can take 30 minutes and sit on the porch doing nothing instead of cleaning my house, which is what my brain is telling me I should be doing. So I know it's hard but it's so, so important. So some ways that you can put yourself first is to go grab that cup of coffee that you love or sit down for 20 minutes and call a friend instead of working on your to-do list or go take a walk. I selfishly 
stopping my workday at three o'clock every day to go walk. Partly because I know my mental health benefits from that. Partly because I know how much joy getting outside in nature and taking a walk brings me. And partly because I'm trying to work on my health. But at the same time, like, part of putting yourself first is being willing to take care of your body. Feed it well. Move it. Make sure it gets enough sleep. Another way that you can put yourself first is to say no to a commitment. I remember when I was a new single mom, the principal of our school asked me to be on a committee. And I said, okay, yeah, you know, that sounds great. Let me think about it. I'll get back with you. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized I have enough on my plate. Just learning how to be a working mom for the first time in my mothering career and now also learning how to be a single mom was enough. And I didn't need to add anything to it. And I think when I went back to her and said, you know, I would love to be on this committee, but I just don't think I should add something else to my plate. I think she was quite shocked that I actually like turned it down. But at the same time, I knew it wasn't going to help me with the areas of my life that I wanted to leave the greatest impact, which was in the classroom teaching. This committee was not going to affect how well I could teach my students. And it was my mothering. And this committee was not going to, if anything, it was going to take away from the amount of time that I had for mothering. And so I just simply said, no. Another area where you can put yourself first that I am not good at, but I'm trying to get better at, is to ask for help. I remember when the kids and I bought, well, I bought it, but, you know, the kids and I bought a house that was for us, just for us. And there were some big thorny rose bushes on the corner of the landscaping that I did not love and I wanted them out. Yeah, I didn't, I I could not get them myself. It was just too big of a job for me. And I remember asking my friends to come help me. And that was so hard to do. But when we don't ask for help, we, we also don't allow other people to serve us. And we're all called to serve in some way. And so by trying to do everything yourself, not only are you putting more pressure on yourself, but you're taking the joy of service away from somebody else. So there are lots of ways you can create joy. These are just the five that have been probably the most instrumental in me being able to create these little tiny, what I call joy moments, these little moments of joy that over time, you eventually increase how long those joy moments last. So getting outside, getting into nature, music, family, flowers, and putting yourself first have all been very helpful. When I started doing this mindset work on myself that I now, you know, same kind of mindset work that I I mentor other women in doing, I started to practice a thought. And the the first thought, well, the first thought that I ever practiced on this mindset journey was, I have enough time to get the things done that are important to me. And so I was able to release my time scarcity. But the second thought that I practiced and carried around with me forever and ever was, everywhere I go, I create joy. Because I wanted 
to be able to create joy anywhere. No matter what circumstances were happening in my life, I wanted to create joy. And here's the thing. Joy is not codependent on an external like circumstance or situation. Happiness is codependent on things happening externally. Joy is an internal feeling and it can be created internally. So the good news about that is you can create joy anytime, anywhere, any place with your thoughts, with your feelings, and with your actions. So if you are in that same place I am in your life, you just are longing for joy and yet you don't feel it, maybe you just need to borrow my thought. Everywhere I go, I create joy. And borrow that and practice that and try that on and wear it around for however long you need to. I practiced that thought for probably an entire year, maybe 18 months before I just started to feel so true that I didn't need to practice it anymore. So borrow my thought and just spend some time this week. The holidays are coming. So spend some time trying to find ways to put little pieces of joy. Find ways to spark little moments of joy in your day, in your life. And you will be amazed at how quickly you heal your heartbreak when you start to focus on the joy. That wraps up today's episode. I would love for you to leave a rating with a review. Be sure to check out the show notes for all the other ways that you can hang out with me. If you're looking for more one-on-one help in your healing journey, I'm opening a few more spots for coaching. You'll get 12 weeks of one-on-one coaching with me specific to your needs. You will also get a copy of my Joy Creator Journal, which is literally worth its weight in gold. Fill out the interest form in the show notes and I'll be in touch. Let's get you on the path to creating massive amounts of joy. Much love, Monica. And remember, joy comes in the morning. Thank you.